Inspiration Adventist Reflections. Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzi. Hi family, it's week 12 on these interpersonal reflections on the messages found in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. Liliana, welcome back. How is it going? Uh, hi Dan, great. That's excellent. Excellent. So second last week, Liliana? Yes, and today, almost there. It's almost there. <laughs> and we talked last week about the people who backslid. Yeah. And... We presented a few interpersonal ideas, you know, a few personal views on how we can keep faithful to God as well. Now, this time around, the lesson is focusing a lot on the problems around the backsliding um, experience of the people. And they talk a lot about marriage and how they were intermarrying and all that. I would like us to rather keep it in the big picture and the idea of had to deal with the bad backsliding <laughs> of the people. We bad, make bad decisions. When people yeah. make bad decisions, I, I mean, in society, when you think about it, this is a hard topic. Yeah, it is. As it with is everything we're complex. not going to cover. Yeah. But when somebody makes a bad decision in the community, if it's against the law, there is a police, they charge, they, they go through a court, yeah. there is a judge. Maybe there's a few hints of what we can talk about here. I don't know, but or maybe not. But somebody deals with it. And, um, and hopefully everybody's happy. Some of somebody always going to be, is going to be disgranted depending on where you sit, but somebody fixes the issue. When we are talking though in church or in the Christian sphere. Yeah. It's different. It is, it might be different. I mean, should they be a court? Is there a judge? Are we the judge? Who should be judging? Uh, let, let us today first unpack how did the spiritual leaders of the time of Ezra and Nehemiah did it, maybe. And, and so maybe then we can move on to what we perceive. How could that apply to us today? Could it apply to us today or not? Mm. So the question is, how did you see Ezra and Nehemiah reacting when they found what was happening at the time with the people? What was going on? Yeah. I think it was a brief yeah, summary. But it's simple. They, they asked people um, who married non-Israelite women uh, to let them go, including children that they had right. with them. Right. And, uh, and actually, 111 <laughs> Jewish men sent their wives away. Right. But... It didn't last for long. Okay, okay. So it didn't last for long. So meaning they came back? Yeah, the, some of them took their wives back and um, yeah, so... So this is the hard thing. Look, I, when I studied this lesson, the, the, the story that came into my mind was that story of Abraham and H- Hagar. Oh. And I re- and I, it's, it's a bit of a kind of war spirit. I don't know. I mean... It's a hard story to perceive. I remember exactly where I was when I read somebody preaching about that. It wasn't in my planes, Pastor Don. Okay. Back, back in the time, remember? Yes. Yeah. He preached a sermon on this and I, I don't remember exactly why he preached, but I remember he was saying, you know, this was the right thing at the time. <laughs> That's all I remember. Oh. But 
in the story of Abraham, it was God telling him, you know, just listen to your wife. Let her go. And I'm going to create a mighty nation out of Ishmael. I'm not going to let him go. He's part of you. So it's okay. He's going to be fine. Now, let's move forward because that was God. We could argue that Israel and Maya were doing something that wasn't godly, but that was God. Now, this is where the complexity is. And and look, people might have different views from you and I. We might have different views together. Yes. I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure I have the answer. But if I, you were to tell me today, hey, you know, Daniel, you marry a woman that is not a Christian, leave it right now. You probably wouldn't listen. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, or if I do, how would the people outside from Christianity, how would the woman feel? How, what would he, what would she think about Christianity? Yeah. It's a very, very hard one. Mm. And, um, you know, you cannot find the right answer actually, because, um, I, I think that, uh, let's say I tell you, leave your wife and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. let her go. Um, and you probably wouldn't obey. So what is the point of me telling you? Okay. And which is I'm what you probably, were saying when people return with their wives. That's that right. They said them, they thought in one second, yes, we do, um, we will do it. And they did. And then they couldn't cope with that. So they, they, it was, it was hard. I believe it is hard. Um, for me, what is more important is that, uh, um, when we have to bring decisions like that before we make that mistake, we actually think, what is right mm-hmm. to do in God's hand. But okay, in okay. God's eyes, we are not de- dealing with what, what I would do, but w- what do you do with uh, when someone brings bad decision? I have friends who married uh, um, a person who is not believer. Okay. And um, everybody would tell her, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't listen to them. Okay. And, and, and they Before live together. They, they live together and they even, they, they are not married. So it's very hard. I just accept her as friend because. Okay. She knows the truth. Mm-hmm. She chooses that consciously. Yeah. And that's her choice. Okay. If I tell her, I might just lose the friend. Okay. And I don't want to hurt her because I, I guess her conscience would prick her quite often. I believe that. Okay. But, um, she's, she doesn't probably have that strength to, to, to just cut it and, 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 and change it. Mm-hmm. So. Is it really clever uh, or what do we achieve if we come and tell someone? Um, if that person is more open, again, it's very, very personal. If that person is open and you can really honestly talk to that person and you know that person will listen mm-hmm. and think about that, maybe, maybe, but uh, again, I guess we have to wait each, each situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in these days, most of us, we know the truth. Mm-hmm. So be cautious when you bring decision, mm-hmm. particularly real, uh, regarding, um, marriage. Okay. It is very important that we don't marry someone who doesn't have the same belief. Sure. Um, sure. so I'm hearing that sometimes we might win an argument or make a point that is true, but we might lose a friend and relationship and perhaps a soul that could be reached if we are not there. That's right. And on the other side, we might have to have a balance somehow that sometimes we have to wait the position, the, the situation and, and the opportunities that God might have given us sometimes to be able to say, Hey, you know, maybe 
I'm, I'm willing to help you through this process because this is, this is, this is not, this is not good for you. It might not be a relationship. It might be other decisions. That's right. It might be yeah. somebody who is in church who is backsliding to, to drink again, to use substances, to, to engage into other behaviors that go against their faith and against their own well-being spiritually. And, and right. so I guess you have, you're answering. And I think I'm, I was just in my mind making this question just more of a, I don't know if it was a, I think you could call it maybe call me a cynic, but I was going to say, do you think that we should not be naming and shaming? Uh, I mean, the elephant in the room though, in my mind, the, the idea is, of course, no, we shouldn't be doing that. But the elephant in the room in my mind is we spoke about how great the leaders were at the time. Am I thinking, did they make a mistake? At what point in time do we as leaders in the church in the Spanish, in the Spanish world, we, 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 we have this saying that, that goes like this. Tomamos el toro por los cuernos, which means you take the bull by the horns. Yeah. Right. At what point in time you face the big nasty issues that are happening in the church? I am assuming maybe Nehemiah, Estra, uh, they visited the people individually in their tents and say, hey, you know, the houses rather, hey, this is what's happening. But they were, they were, they were dealing with a corporate, corporate issue. It was a whole church that was backsliding. The whole of the people of God were doing this. At what point in time? How? When? I, I, I have this inquisitiveness in my mind and I don't want to put you in a spot like oh, well I don't know I don't want to give the wrong answer or the right answer because it might be too tough but what do you perceive what do you perceive that we can do how should we do it for me the best influence or the best um, the best way of dealing with the things is actually live life myself okay example way, as example okay. yeah so and make change. You know, if I'm doing something wrong, let, let, let me change it. Um, again, with, um, issues that others might have is, um, it's, it's, it's very, very sensitive, but if we can talk to them on the gentle way or somehow indirectly, you know, mm-hmm. um, bring to awareness that they are making mistakes and, um, uh, sometime opposite reaction, like when someone does to you something bad and, um, or they, they are generally doing bad things. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just try to befriend them. Uh, try to, to, to show them that, that there is other way of behaving, you know, okay. instead, okay. let's say talking about others, just say, it's maybe not nice. I, I, I'm not sure that. I really like discussing about other people behind their backs or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, try gently. But again, some people might accept, some people might not, but it is very complex question, is, you know, it and it is very hard. But uh, as we talked before and earlier, that word has power and that had power mm. to encourage and power to, to, to put you down. Uh, so it's, uh, we have to be aware of that all the time For sure. because what is the point if we say what is, it might be the truth. Um, but if we will lose that person because that person is not ready to hear that, or that person is not capable of understanding, you know? Absolutely. And so, okay. um, I believe it's a, a lot on, on us personally. Mm-hmm. What is that I can do about, um, changing me and protecting me from bringing bad decisions. Sure. Absolutely. 
I, when I think about this aspect of, of how we deal with bad decisions in, in a Christian world, I, I perceive, I have been, I have sat in different places where we have dealt with bad decisions, perhaps not in the best way, reflecting back, ref, reflecting back in the results, I guess, in how that affected that person or persons. And, 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 and I think, it would be great if we could learn from that. But when I was thinking about this aspect, I, I think in my, I might have had a previous episode in earlier this year on the idea of, of discussing certain things that, that might have affected as it was more of a, when somebody challenges me or offends me and forgiveness and all that kind of stuff. But I think there is similar aspects in here because uh, the similar, um, Things that can be, they, they can be, there are things that can be applied in, in this idea of dealing with bad decisions from other people in the corporate level that might be bringing the church into a state of crisis, I suppose. Uh, which is what was happening in a way at the time of, 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 of Nehemiah and Estra. And one thing is, I think that if we, if I personally, as I say, somebody in the church who might be having an opportunity to lead something, if I come with a point where I think something has to be done, in my mind, the first thing that I think of is, is this something that is scripturally based or just I made it up or a group of people oh, made okay. it up? Yeah. In my mind. Yep. Because I think that sometimes we, we put our own little mm. caveats of rules and regulations and of, I think that this is how this should be done. Mm. Uh, is this, is this in the covenant? Is this in God's yeah. word? You know, is this something that God is asking me to do? Of course, everything has to be done uh, around the idea of, of, of prayer. But to me personally, a second aspect is what is my motive for addressing this? Okay. Yeah. I think about, am I having, uh, what spirit am I bringing into mm. talking to somebody, mm. a friend, at yeah. uh, the church? What is my actual motive mm. for bringing this out? Am I just because I'm angry because they are doing this and I wish I did it, but, or is it, I'm, I'm just angry because whatever, you know, or am I sad mm. or am I remorseful or am I just guilty? I just want to get rid of my guilt because I know I'm meant to be doing, saying something, but I'm not saying something or somebody thinks that I'm should be saying something. Something and I'm not saying something. Whatever you know, what is the motive? What well, what is my rationale for mm. doing for doing this? And 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 then keep on praying, of course. But I think when I think again about this, I perceive that if I can come to a point where I can not me because I we don't restore people. God does that. Yeah. But when we can bring a, the people or or an individual to a realization that they can be restored. Awareness, then, yeah. Yeah. So the idea that you can come back. You can, you can do a U-turn. Mm. Um, somehow, that doesn't mean in relationships, in marriage, was the issue that the people were dealing. Again, I didn't want to talk necessarily about that aspect of a marriage and people who are not believers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the U-turn doesn't necessarily need to be leave them because Paul gave indication as to how to deal with that. Uh, I'm thinking more as to, hey, you know, you're in this situation, but you can still live as a Christian, despite the fact that your husband, your wife is not a Christian. But in any other situation, uh, there is always a U-turn, like the idea that you have never gone so far that you cannot come back keeps on coming to my mind. And I think if as, as the leaders of the church, we can come to the point when we can, if we have the motive of actually the aim goal is restoring somebody to Christ or bringing them to that perception that Christ can restore them rather, I think that will be okay. 
I, that's in my mind, of course, and I might be wrong. I'm happy to be corrected. But I think as, as somebody who has a responsibility, it's like when I see my children, right? When I see my children doing something wrong and I say nothing, I'm going to be held accountable. That that's thing right. That that's right. And then as a leader of the church of whatever kind, you know, well, God put me there just not to sit pretty and have a position. We talk about that leadership aspect and sometimes yeah. you have to be bold, but you have to be tactful because you don't want to win the argument and go by the, as an Adventist, by the manual, if you want to call it, and then never see that person in church yeah, ever, lose ever the person. again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyhow, those those are some ideas that that's I great. Have. Yeah, and, uh, as you said, I agree with that. To to gently bring um, um, them to awareness what they are doing, you know, and uh, just bring them to realize um, that uh, that way is not good way or has to be changed or uh, fixed. Or as you said, it's never too late. We mm. have chance until the last breath. Mm-hmm. Until the last breath, we can make you turn and change our mm-hmm. lives and surrender fully to God. So That's beautiful. Never too late. Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, I, I would like to finish with this passage that I, that as I was studying this lesson, it's again in Patrick's and Prophet, relevant to this, to the lesson. Okay. Uh, which is more to do with the leaders, but, um, Whatever you think about it, let me know and we can finish with these ideas. It's in page 676 of Patrick's and Prophets, and it says, Industry in a God-appointed duty is an important part of true religion. If the leaders in the cause of truth sow no zeal, if they are indifferent and purposeless, the church will be careless. Okay. It will become indolent and pleasure-loving. Mm. But if the leaders are filled with a holy purpose to serve God mm. and Him alone, mm. the people will be united, hopeful, and eager. Mm. The fearful results of transgression of God's commands are placed over against the blessings resulting from obedience. We ourselves must decide whether we will suffer the one or enjoy the other. And again, this is not a leadership um, episode. We talked about that before. Ironically, next week, I think, is about leadership. <laughs> but it's talking about the idea that the people of God will experience unity, eagerness, hopefulness. Mm. When, whether I'm a leader or not, when I, when whoever listens to this podcast is actually showing an interest in whatever journey they have, an interest in God, whatever that means. In, in the life journey they are at. Any final comments, any thoughts that you have about this whole lesson, about this discussion, about anything today? Okay, yeah. Um, the short one, like, like um, I like to encourage to uh, stay faithful to God mm-hmm. and uh, to trust Him and, and choose to give glory to Him in everything you do mm-hmm. and you will be filled with joy and peace. Absolutely, amen. Amen. Yeah, that's yes. something we have assured. That's well, right. thank Amen. you so much, Liliana. Praise the Lord. Thank you for those Amen. thoughts. And family, I hope to hear from you all this week. And until next week, we conclude with this series of Esther and Nehemiah. And uh, well, we'll have a new year and we'll have a new series. Or oh, Some of you are doing those festivities in your homes, wherever you are. Remember to always focus your eyes on Christ. And until next week, I'm Dr. Danson. You listen to the Adventist Reflections Podcast, which is, of course, your podcast.
Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.